Hey guys, and welcome to the Family Business Indaba podcast. We are the voice of African family business, promoting generational wealth and generational legacies. And my name is Susan Tendi. And I am Nika Amani. And we're going to be taking you through the journey of African family business. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the second session of the day, which is going to be presented to us by Dr. Unity Nyakujga. Her presentation is on the effects of social capital on women in family-owned business. Welcome, Dr. Unity. Welcome to my presentation. My name is Unity. The title of my presentation is Relations Matter, Effects of Social Capital on Women in Family-Owned Businesses. The introduction, the number of women entrepreneurs is growing, but the growth is not matched with research on factors that influence their success in business. There are factors that affect uh, the productivity of women in business, like finance, land, labor, machinery, skills, but these, they've fallen short, implying that there's another factor which actually brings in relationships into uh, the scenario of productivity. So women have to understand that they can have all other factors, but without a catalyst like social capital, they won't be able to achieve as much as they should. Let me start by giving you a simple example of a woman who wants to get into construction industry. She has land, she has uh, finances, but she needs to find out where she can get the best civil engineers best uh, building materials, and also how she can get business. The only source she can have are people who are already in business, implying that relationships do matter in business. You need to find out the sources, and you need a source to give you those resources. And those resources come in the form of critical information. And also at the same time, you can build good relationships, but not all relationships will end up being productive. Some relationships, they can divide the community and lead to factions and destroy the growth in foster mafia and gangsterism style. So the aim of the study was to explore the effects of social capital in SMEs, women who are in SMEs, and the study was done in Botswana. The objectives are to explore the meaning and abstractions of social capital, synthesize what is already known, explore the importance of social capital, explore gender implications and its effects on family business and discuss its shortfalls and in the end make recommendations on how women can use, uh, which ways women can use to improve their networking and areas for study. The background of the study, it was found that there are unexplained disparities between entities that have the same resources and that the normal factors of production are not enough without networking. So networking in the form of social capital must be a part of development agendas as it bridges personal daily activities to micro level, I mean from micro level to institutions, societies, and communities. The problem statement. Women, although creative and innovative, are unable to optimally contribute towards the economy due to lack of networking. And with improved social capital, women can get into relations that will support them in acquiring the necessary resources 
They can create and exploit more business opportunities. They also can improve their productivity. The theoretical underpinning of this study, many researchers on social capital agree that social capital is embodied in social relationships, but they view it differently. They apply it differently. But this study is based on the understanding that capital, social capital benefits an individual. We are looking at the benefits which accrue to an individual as a result of their connections with other people. The historical perspective of social capital, it came into the public view around 1916 when a researcher analyzed its importance uh, as far as goodwill, fellowship, mutual sympathy, and collective well-being to productivity in society. Then in the 1960s, many researchers started to include them in their agendas. And in the 1990s, it was included in the growth and economic diversification of economies. And developmental agencies like the World Bank and the United Nations also came into play around the around 1990s and they started to include it as part of their uh, agendas in, in uh, economic development. Let's now look at definitions of social capital. There are so many definitions of this concept and there is one thread across all the definitions and that is somebody gains from connections. This time by Sapleton, he says, it is a, a source of vital resources and information for business. And it is accumulated through networks of relations built on cooperation and trust. And then there are some short ones like um, a necessary glue that binds society. Then the shortest one says relationships matter. But this study is based on the definition by Clark which says social capital is a catalyst whose presence generates some benefits that accrue to individuals and organizations, such as facilitation of the transfer of knowledge that can be crucial to organizational processes. The methodology I used, the empirical research, I used interpretivism philosophy, inductive approach, a qualitative cross-sectional design. I used semi-structured interviews, I used a sampling frame, Botswana business directory. I could only get the 19, uh, 2017 was the latest. I used a pilot study. It was face-to-face semi-structured interviews. And for authenticity and reliability, I interviewed two participants to confirm the findings. And there was also a second quarter. And there was constant checking with an experienced researcher. I used the data analysis, thematic analysis using Atlas TI8, and codes were created and they were connected to quotations from participants. So unfortunately, in this presentation, I don't have the quotations because of the time limit, and I wanted to concentrate on the major findings rather than what the people said, rather than authenticate the findings. The findings of the women... Are you 10 women? These are the, their age groups ranging from 24 to 51. And these were all uh, first generation um, businesses. 
And their level of education ranges from a higher diploma to a PhD. There uh, was one foreigner in the nine were Botswana. Uh, seven of the people of the women were married, and one is a divorcee and two are single. The single women they were in business with one with her, her daughter and other one with her brother. The findings or the types of businesses were a beauty parlor, hospitality in, term, in form of accommodation, education, specialized clothing in form of bridal wear, medical laboratories, postal services, real estate, ITC, horticulture, laundry services, events management, and media. And some of the women were owning two businesses. And the types of networks they used were membership to international clubs or local local associations, attending conferences and seminars, businesses in the same industry, satisfied customers, upstream and downstream businesses in a value chain, attending church, previous workmates, friends, relatives, and members of the community. Right, the major findings are that networking is an enabler. It benefits uh, by give, uh, providing information to the network player. And I found that women do not network as much as men. I asked the women who were married, what's, who is doing what, the husband and the wife, and found that, that mostly it is the men who are actually in touch with the outside world. And the networks used, you can refer them. I've already talked about them. And also networking on its own is not enough. Is there other factors like the need to actively advertise businesses and also to produce good quality products? The integrity of the participant and the types of relationships she has with the other networkers are very important. And also one has to fulfill the conditions in order to gain from the networking. I'll discuss this later. And also family members can be a source of networking. They can also provide resources and physical and emotional in terms of uh, the resources can be in the form of physical or emotional. And also in family-owned businesses, they, the networking and um, uh, social capital can be a destabilizer whereby family members form different groups and those groups, they become so much against each other. They, like, it, it, they form feuds. And as a result, there's division within the family. Instead of uniting the family, social capital can also destroy the family fabric. And the other finding was that technology enables networking without meeting the partners in the same network. Like uh, uh, this era of the pandemic, you can get to know, you can get to communicate, get information without actually physically going to the person. The benefits from networking is that you get to know new business ideas. You can refer customers and at the same time. You can get customers who are referred to you. One of the women who owns um, a B&B actually has a relationship with the big hotel next to her. So such that when the big hotel is booked more than they can accommodate, she gets re- those customers referred to her. And also uh, another benefit is that 
You can get suggestions on how to improve products and customer experience and also impartation of ICT skills and assistance in using ITC and also subcontracting of business within industry like the example I've given and also sharing of knowledge and ideas on how to acquire resources like finances, raw materials, new requirements from uh, government legislation, also information of government tenders and labor issues. Especially the small businesses, they are so scared of uh, litigation on employees, so they refer any labor issues to their uh, people in the, in the network such that they get answers before they get into trouble. They want to confirm before they take any action on employees, especially on disciplinary issues and issues of salary disputes. And also networking can be a source of solutions to business challenges. An example is a woman who is in horticulture. She says she knew how to deal with a, a new crop disease she had never known of. Just like an example, like the current uh, pandemic, you get to know how to deal with uh, um, COVID through networks. For example, what, what people use for steaming, the traditional things which they use for steaming. And also, um, networking offers emotional and psychological help. Factors for successful networking, right? In order for somebody to benefit from networking, they need to be credible and they need to be of good reputation. And in addition, they need high quality products and they must be able to deliver on time. And they must produce products in such a way that the customers feel that they're getting value for their money. And most of Or they also need after-sale services and good customer care. Conditions necessary continued. The quality of relationships which one has matters. If it is a casual relationship, you won't get as much information as a a relationship which is very strong. And also, the people who are in the network, they must feel that they are being they are benefiting. It's not, not only that they are giving out information without are reciprocating the benefits. And individual contributions are dependent on the comfort and trust they have in the network, right? And also, I've talked about the reputation of the individual, their status, credibility, and integrity is very important. In order for one to get support from the network, the support must be necessary. It must be honorable, must be useful and respectable. And the more diversified the portfolio of networks, the broader the source of information and the higher are the benefits. And also, if one occupies a higher position in the network, the more attractive is the individual to more networks. Let's go into discussion of the implications and contributions of the study. Other forms of capital lack relations, goodwill, sympathy, social intercourse, and fellowship. So social capital binds people through teamwork, relationships, and trustworthiness. Entrepreneurs use these relations to seek support, information, raw materials, access to capital, and credit and distribution channels. Right, And from it is also a source of vital resources which leads to new business ideas, solution to challenges in businesses, 
And also, it also offers psychological and emotional support. It also helps in solving common challenges in business, and it reduces the cost of doing business, and it ensures success for business uncertainties. It bridges individual skills and experience to a broader spectrum. It is also a fundamental component in innovation, poverty reduction, technological innovations, crime reduction, health promotion, and social inclusion. We have seen the use of our neighborhood watch also in our crime reduction. It extends further than civil association as it affects growth and diversification of economies. For example, the Asian Tigers are known as networking economies. In developing economies, social networks are very critical information on tenders. You need to know, especially in Southern Africa, where most of the business comes from government. For example, the, the example I've given, um, somebody who wants to be in construction, you need to find out which government tenders on construction are out. So you need somebody who has inside information about this. Successful business in migrant groups rely heavily on trust, ethical cohesion, solidarity amongst them, the members. We've seen this in um, Indian communities, uh, Greek communities, and maybe in Yen, Botswana, the Chinese community. They actually form their own groups and they rely heavily and trust on each other. And as a result, that translates to them gaining more information on business. Right, importance of social capital. It's a reciprocal benefit to participants in the same network. It is a civic virtue as norms and trustworthiness to individuals who participate in the network. Networks, faith, and customs that may enlarge the competence of society through assisted coordinated efforts. It also it networks norms and confidence in participating interests that extract from to solve dilemmas. It is actually a social bridge that links people between different groups and also in, to people belong in the same group. It binds people. Let's look at the gender implications of social capital. Both males and females utilize cap- social capital, but for different reasons. Some feminists utilize it to showcase their desire to alter the prejudice they face. Women, for opposing any skewed existing situation for the advantage of the communities, whereas men, they use it for preserving a position that favors them and to eliminate those who oppose the existing situation. Women fail to break the glass ceiling as they lack networking with men who are already part of networks. They lack inherent capabilities to network with top echelons of community or of power. They lack the cult of mateship and opportunities to network. For example, men go out to drink, to play golf, to watch games. And from there, not only will they be doing that, but they also be networking and giving each other information on business. Therefore, social capital creates relationships that benefit men and the disadvantage women in business. Social capital in family-owned businesses because of the two-pronged nature of family business, they also have two types of social capital. The family's economic, social, and political connections are also sources of social capital, in addition to the relationships that are created through business. 
It is a resource available to members of the family that owns a business in the form of emotional support, financial and and non-financial assets. Families also use their political connections to avoid expropriation and the impact of execution rules and confiscating public assets. There is um, a good example in South Africa about the Gupta family who use their social capital to gain an advantage over and above everyone else in business. So it is a good thing, but it it might be misused for personal gains. And in family-owned businesses, family members freely learn from one another about the norms, practices, and behaviors behaviors of the business. And also, they form cognitive shared visions, trustworthiness, identification, and obligations. And also they access information, associability, and capabilities that nature interpersonal cooperation. And they gain fundamental expertise, vision, logical, emotional energy, and obligation from founding fathers through social capital. But founding fathers, sometimes they are not the best. That is a question. And oh, just because our family-owned businesses that are changing, and maybe founding fathers are still holding on to the way they used to do businesses when they started the business. So in this case, social capital will become an impediment to business. And also as an impediment, family members can actually ride free due to altruism, which emanates from social capital. Right, shortfalls of social capital, some networks exclude some members of society, like the Old Boys Association, the Big Girls Club. People tend to support those who are in their network at the expense of deserving outsiders. It causes fragmentation. I've talked much about this. And also its impact on the economic development is elusive. There is no consensus on how to measure it. And also, besides being measured, its definition is also elusive. It has unpredictable results. It is a private good, which is difficult to enforce and include in economic development agendas. And it is difficult to convey through traditional ways like training. Well, there is a special message for women from Madeleine Albright. She says there's a special place in health for women who do not help other women. In conclusion, both the literature review and empirical evidence illustrate that networks are sources of information that can lead to vital resources in the running of business. They offer solutions to challenges, psychology and emotional support, and new business opportunities. Networking alone is not enough. It has to be complemented with the vigorous marketing. And also, even if you network, you need to be of good reputation. You need to produce excellent products. You need good customer care. And you need to have a known brand. And networking is achieved through membership to clubs, associations, joining social media platforms, attending seminars, events such as church services, and also previous co-workers, relatives, and other members of community can be part of the networking. Right. Recommendations for further study. This concept is conceptual weak and theoretical vague. It can have negative consequences. Its practicality in economic models is challenging. Its contr- although its contributions to economic growth is well-known and is acceptable, but nobody knows how to measure it. And it does not have a common definition. 
It remains a fundamental construct that needs further exploration on its applicability, how to measure it, and how policymakers can include it in their agendas. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Dr. Unity, for an insightful presentation. Due to our time constraints, we are having to move on to our next session. Any questions that you may have for Dr. Unity, I would request that you then put them in the chat box when we move on to our panel discussion, which will be at 12.30. Thank you so much.